Okay, hello, 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 everyone. Welcome. This one is super exciting. It's the fourth edition of In the Mix, and In the Mix is a show hosted by Jamsteady X Topcat CCU, where we talk about music, art, tech, collab, the business of music and art, and lots of other things around music. We feature musicians, artists, sound engineers, producers, managers, and other scenesters from around the world. In the Mix series promises to be your weekly dose of fun conversation, news, and trends from the world of music. We will be exploring different ideas with this uh, since this is the fourth edition, and I'm really enjoying what shape it's been taking. Today's edition is uh, really exciting. We're talking about NFTs, and we have some amazing guests uh, who are uh, going to be coming onto the screen uh, in a minute from now. But just, you know, I want to set a little context and just want to talk about what, what we will be talking about. And uh, like we are going towards the internet uh, of the future. It's internet 3.0. You know, back in the day, in the 80s, 1980s, the first personal computer uh, st started emerging into people's lives. That changed so many things. Then the internet happened. That changed so many, many things. I think that had a huge impact on the way we've been uh, interacting and doing things. Um, you know, we've never been so, so well connected, like in, in ever, ever in our lives. And I think since uh, 2008, the blockchain started kind of uh, making waves and people started hearing about it. I got to hear about it much, much later. It started getting popular and its most famous product being Bitcoin change the way people start looking at money. Uh, so it's the blockchain technology has been getting better, faster and efficient. And a lot of interesting projects are being designed with blockchain technology. And NFTs are one of the most exciting and promising one of those, you know. In fact, NFTs are the reason I got into blockchain and it really got my attention because music, art and, you know, uh, I have so much interest in all of that. So today we are going to talk about NFTs and how musicians can make and sell, sell them. I have two experts from the field who will be explaining everything about NFTs. And we will also have three amazing artists who will be sharing their thoughts. And I'm very excited to learn. And today's session is all about that. We'll learn, we'll exchange ideas, we'll share thoughts. And hopefully uh, our guests and audiences will also get to know what to do next. You know. So without further ado, let me bring all our guests onto the screen and let us jump right into it. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello. First of all, I want to thank you all for agreeing to do this, jumping on this. And, you know, uh, we are going to talk about NFTs, which has been such an exciting subject. So I'll, I want to just start away with basically uh, an introduction by uh, all of you, like a quick introduction of what you do and, you know, what kind of work you are into so that our guests get to know. So, yeah, let's start. Uh, let's start with maybe Dhruv. Um, hi, my name is Dhruv Vishwanath, as it's written right here. There we go. Um, mm. And uh, I am a singer-songwriter and music producer uh, from New Delhi, India. I uh, love making music in and various different spaces and everything of the sort. I just don't really think about anything else except for just the making of music. And that makes me very happy. Uh, 
but yeah i'm really excited to learn more about uh this world of uh entertainment and art and you know uh, and to see the possibilities of what's to come for sure arindam hi everyone so my name is arindam and uh, i'm a guitar player in a experimental metal band called what escapes me but as part of my day job i am into creating visual content for you know concert visuals and so my entire livelihood is based upon art and everything so this particular episode makes me very excited because everything that i delve into falls under the category that could be turned into nfts so yeah really excited to talk to you all about this awesome and fahad fahad we can't hear you hmm Hi, so uh, I'm Fahad. I'm basically a digital artist, a visual artist. I've been uh, making art for almost like twenty years now. Like yeah, and somewhere in the mid two thousands, I managed to like you know um, get it, like you know get working for the music industry. And since then, it's just been a wild ride. I've done like album covers, like stage designs, canopies, videos. So you know, I mean, I'm really close to music, both professionally and personally. So. Uh, NFTs are interesting because they're opening up avenues for like artists of all types. So, quite keen to see you know what develops out of this. Like yeah, so super. Hi, Shaka. Shaka is having some internet issues, so we can only hear her voice. But yeah, please go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Charlie in like some Charlie's angels. <laughs> But I think uh, Fahad, I think you should add uh, one more line to your uh, profile, which is I'm an NFT artist. Oh yes, of yes. course. I'm not, yeah, I'm not officially an NFT artist. Glad <laughs> 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 to be with. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank definitely. So, um, hi everyone. My name is Vishakha Singh, and uh, I've been an actor, and I am a film producer as well. I've uh, produced some award-winning films in the last decade, and uh, I am also a huge tech enthusiast uh, who dabbled into the startup space uh, thanks to my co-founder Sandesh uh, Savarna, who's here. Foundation. I've been dabbling in the startup space. We had our own few startups for the last six years, which were in the fan engagement space. And taking that forward, we moved into the NFT space. And now, together, we are spearheading the um, uh, Wazirx NFT marketplace in India. Exciting. Sandesh, can we hear from you? Hey guys. Hi. Thanks, Paul, thanks a lot for having us here. So I think I don't think I need to give any more introduction because Vishal covered everything. <laughs> I can give your introduction, Sandesh. Just yeah. Uh, so, Sandesh, uh, yeah. See, because we're storytellers, we tend to add a bit more, you know, to what is usually said. So, Sandesh has been an ex-IBMer, um, and he loves challenges. And he's one of those guys who broke the internet by building a 1.4 million dollar app in four minutes, uh, you know, and uploaded on the internet and kind of broke the internet that day. And of course, we've been dabbling in the fan engagement space for a while, and. Whatever that you see of the Wazirx NFT marketplace right now is Sandesh's brainchild. The platform, everything, you know, it's him. So yes, now Sandesh, that I've embarrassed you, you can add your points if you want. To. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's been actually. Uh, she, Vishaka is so generous because she uh, gave all the credits to me right now. But the thing is that we have been doing all these things together since all, almost six years. so we are in this particular we call it passion economy because this is the term what people consider uh, because it's 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 a passion that drives you guys to create uh, be it the musicians or be it the artist any any of the artist so the passion is something that drives you to do the entire entire stuff 
and we are in this particular passive economy since a very long time and we are very excited to uh, extend the nfts onto uh, the music community as well awesome nice. yes i'm super excited already to talk about this and learn so okay i think let's jump straight into this um if you had to explain to my grandmother what nfts are <laughs> <laughs> how would you describe that can uh, i can i have a go at this if you don't mind because i i watched a video by this guy johnny harris and he explains it amazingly please do this. please go ahead <laughs> okay so he said so basically in because if we just ex- expand on the term the non fungible token it's fungible right i'm saying it right if i'm if i'm not mistaken yes. so like the non fungible token of of what it is is basically the existence of a unique uh a, 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 a let's just say a unique uh, item that cannot be duplicated in its exact form so basically like an item which exists as a one of one uh, like for example like if you were to take if i were to tell my grandmom that there is only one mona lisa in the world and that's the only one that's ever going to exist so if so that in itself is a non fungible token so you can only give that and the possession of that is owned by the person who's basically holding the object with them at that particular point in time and that ownership of that transfers to somebody else when you give it to them yeah. so have i got that correct so far we we'll let our experts sandesh or vishaka if you can explain a little more and if you can tell if Dhruv was correct or you know want to add something yes he was, he was pretty much there mm-hmm. uh, so sandesh do you want to take uh, have a go at this okay so now let's imagine that uh, your grandmom is is a is an artist mm-hmm. okay, like just yeah. like you guys uh, she is a musician okay so now what she does is she uh, she creates a music okay it's her art like that's her work actually so she creates her art and now she has to sell it on the real world okay so what she does it does is even before selling it she has to understand the ipr stuff all those things so that she proves that she created it right so she runs runs around all the places and she gets that copyright uh, register and then what she does is she comes and sells it to me for let's say 100 rupees okay and now as a as a, as a person i i know the worth of it okay and i what i do is i i bought from her the entire the the art sorry the music and also the the copyright what she has given it to me okay and i sell it to someone else for let's say 1 lakh or 10 lakhs because i know the art i know the i know the worth of it she doesn't she may not be knowing about it how much value does it does it have in the in the market okay now she being a creator she has to get a royalty right so currently that particular thing is not happening in the real world or in in, in any of the other world because there are even there are m- many major uh, middleman who will come and eat up that all those uh, part of the commissions okay so now what she does is instead of instead of doing this way she creates an art and she comes to let's say wazirx nft marketplace and she uploads it uploads the nf like artwork onto a platform it's as easy as uploading a photo onto uh, onto instagram she comes it and uploads it there and it's a proof that now she doesn't have to run around and get a copyright or ipr now it's on blockchain and it it gives her the ownership that it's a proof that she is the owner okay 
So now the one of the problem has been solved, which is IPR and the copyrights are. The next thing is that the next beauty is that when she uploads it, okay, she tells the platform that okay, I want I am the creator, okay, and I want let's say fifteen percent royalty on it for the lifetime. Whoever purchases it, okay. So now whenever I bought I bought it, like I I bought I bought that particular music, and then. someone else comes in and buys it or the ex person comes in buys it or the y person comes in buys it your grandmom is going to keep on getting the royalties okay mm. and on top of that there are no middlemen it is only it's more peer to peer like you are an artist who is selling it to someone else was i clear absolutely i think yeah anyone yes please please just a minor point So yes, you are absolutely right, Drew. In terms of what an NFT is, fungible is something that's replaceable, and non-fungible is something that cannot be replaced. So ideally, in fact, uh, if you look at all of us, we're all non-fungible, right? They can only be one of a Nishid, one of a Drew, one of an Arindam, Pad, me, and Sandesh, right? But of course, we're not putting ourselves on the blockchain for sale, right? <laughs> But uh, now the interesting thing is, we are NFTs. Okay, great. Uh, so this is what an NFT can be. It's anything, uh, anything that you put out on the internet. Okay, in the digital format, any content that is residing on your Instagram, on your YouTube, tweet, social media, anything, can be treated as an NFT. Okay, uh, that's one part of it. And the second part, as Sandeep said, uh, the proof of ownership. So you have to imagine the NFT along with the proof of ownership on the blockchain, which is the second aspect of it. And the third part is the selling part of it, which will happen with the support of the smart contract. Right. So there are three elements. There's the NFT, the blockchain, and the smart contract. Now the And of course, the royalty part of it, which Sandesh explained, is it's absolutely phenomenal. Because how often are you assured of a lifetime of royalty in such a transparent and authentic manner? But here's the, the absolute stunner: you can sell your digital music rights on the blockchain and still retain the original uh, rights in the offline space and continue to exploit it commercially. And that is the beauty of NFTs. And that is why creators. In the passion economy, are going to benefit from NFTs. Right. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, if I was to really dumb it down, would it be okay to say an NFT is just a new form of like certification of ownership? So where at one point we would write everything on a on a piece of paper, then we started storing it on a server, and now we're just keeping it on a blockchain, and that is what the future is going to be. Would would that be all right? Like at its dumbest level. I would say, say that that seventy percent there, but the fact that. You can actually just sell digital rights. You know, I mean, you continue to commercial use exploit your music commercially in the offline space as and when you want, and you have an additional stream of revenue from an artist's perspective. I think that's great. You know, uh, because it doesn't impact any any other commercial exploitation that you're doing in the real life or the offline space. Right. Right. So, from an artist's perspective, I would just like to understand: Would this be the equivalent of, say, giving merchandise? uh you know on a digital platform like you know as an nft or something like that like if if say for example i was to release a song or hmm. something like that but i was only going to do it as an nft and right. or something like that would that be could you treat it as a way by which like um you know the the item as it is becomes um, an exclusive piece of ownership but however the song as it is used on the platform as an nft um uh because i just want to get this for understanding from an artist perspective like does it become an exclusive thing just for the person who owns the nft 
or does it become something where once you have given it as an nft you then have the ability to like you said commercialize it but in in what ways like people can stream it for free after or people can uh, you know maybe you know or yeah you get to use it in a movie or something like that like uh, right in, so now this is this is the beauty of it. again uh, nfts and the blockchain give the power back to the creator so right. you know it's, it's the, the the challenge at this point of time in india is that we have grown up believing that unless it is something tangible and absolutely yeah. asset heavy <clears throat> we don't believe in the value of it right uh, so the the notion that something digitally of no no value in our heads to the collector uh, can actually be bought by somebody is just far fetched for us but this is the thing when a collector what no, okay if, if you can just tell me through when you create compose a song okay what are the rights that you sell or surrender so for example like so this is the this is the thing where i've always wanted to understand because he as a musician as a creator mm-hmm. there's always a composition or publishing right related to the song and then there's a master uh, right to it right so there's always a way by which the, an artist is liable to collect mechanical royalties and of course mm-hmm. master and streaming royalties for example so right. for example every time a song appears on a streaming platform like a spotify or youtube or mm-hmm. anything else you know uh, certain digital <coughs> trackers will track and say like okay this has been streamed this many times so this is the revenue that goes to the artist and you know and so on and so forth i'm wondering now since and from a publishing angle there's like mechanical royalties which like say if your song was playing in a cafe somewhere in the world you know and you know there's a, a performing rights society will connect like another part of your revenue for you and bring it back for you so there's like different rights to a piece of work when an art when a musician creates it in that way there's there's it's about like 50% is one right 50% is another right so my my main question would be is like how is that right divided when it serves an nft basically right so in that case it's uh, the the ip that you surrender is only yeah. for resale of your work on the blockchain only right. for that and it is not for commercial purpose which means your collector cannot exploit your music commercially take a, take your composition sell it to a music label no they cannot do that Yeah. and that is something that you specify and that's why it's an additional uh, uh, rights that's been added to your kitty you know and an additional stream of income through the nft rights interesting so but basically if i sorry sorry no so i just wanted to understand so basically for example if an artist uh, writes an album and first decides to sell that album as an nft there is no conflict if he later releases the album on a streaming platform I would recommend that if you've already sold your work and surrendered all rights, I'm sure there's a paperwork in place, right? right? If you've already surrendered all rights to a label or to a producer, do not infringe on that or go into that gray area. Create something new and then put it on the blockchain because you you're aware, you know that this is in your rights, I mean, in your control. And now, when you sell your rights in the offline space, say that I surrender all rights except the NFT rights. Right. Got it. Mm-hmm. So it's an additional. Uh, thing to your portfolio and you i uh, if i'm not wrong you can set your parameters and uh, according to what how much you want to you know uh, share right. as an nft right right absolutely so like you know uh, for instance today when the when nfts were not around uh say we were selling a particular song for say 100 rupees right uh now if you have to price your nft you have to figure out i mean uh, no i think we'll get to pricing later we'll get to the pricing aspect later right yeah ha huh. sure yeah uh in fact that takes 
uh, me to the next question, which is, uh, what are the advantages of NFTs? You know. Uh, so I would again like our experts from the NFT world to start, and then artists, uh, musicians. You, I mean, you can jump in. You know, I keep thinking, um, what if the blockchain was around during the 60s and the 80s? <laughs> I mean, all that music that got lifted and being in India didn't even know what is happening. It would have all been like transparent, and we would have known because you know, on the blockchain, you're you're it's so clear. You know, in terms of who's created it, who's owned it, who's collected it, all of it. Uh, but I think the biggest advantage I would say would be the fact that there is proof of ownership. It's authentic. It's transparent. And even if somebody does try to steal your work, it's all evident on the blockchain, and it's usually flagged by the community. You know, and then the fact that you constantly go on uh, earning your royalties over a life over the lifetime. That is another huge advantage. Sandesh, anything else that you can add? Yeah, sir. So as Rishika mentioned, two of the things. One is ownership, and the second is uh, royalty. And the third uh, major thing is that your artwork is an asset. Let's say currently, if you have to buy, if you have to get a loan outside, uh, the banks consider. Uh, I'm I'm going on the financial aspect now. No uh, hate speech or nothing, but. What I'm trying to put out here is, uh, uh, see, uh, in the traditional financial institutions, they used to consider your house or your anything tangible like real world assets as as an asset class, right? Digital, like if they consider it as an asset uh, asset class, and then they provide you be it mortgage or loan, all those things they consider that as a collateral, and then they give it. Okay. Now the beauty comes in here is that uh, with the NFTs, the the your artwork is an asset class. Okay, you can keep it as a collateral on the blockchain, on the crypto, on the crypto segment, and you can buy, you can get mortgages, you can get loans. Okay, and it is, it is, it's a beginning. Okay, the use cases are beginning. So when you consider, when you convert your entire art as an asset class itself, okay. Mm. Now think of the possibilities that will come up in the next near future. Right now, I am just giving you one, one simple example, which is collateral. Okay. Now we imagine the, all the possibilities that was possible for all other asset classes. And I'm just give, opening this uh, to you guys to think of think of the possibilities. Right. Interesting. So, so as an ex as some examples, like uh, I uh, I've seen what escapes me. The band has released, uh, or in them, if you can share, you've released uh, an yeah. image, right? No. So it's basically the image is for the. Preview pur pur purpose of it. Basically, back in 2012, we had released a song. Uh, it was a metal song called Section 66, and that featured uh, the Indian instrument called sarod. And that was the first time something like this was happening in a metal song. So back then, it was like a cool experiment for us. But that song really took off, and you know, that gave us a lot of traction. So now that the NFT space, is, we are exploring the NFT space. What we did was. Uh, We released a demo, basically, which was a unreleased demo of the song, which is not same as what was on the album version. Even the Sarod solo and the Sarod parts are all different, and we put that up as an NFT. So, in mm. prior to this, this this option never existed. I mean, NFTs uh, give you an option to sell your art in a way, otherwise, uh, which otherwise there would be a market for. I mean, people. are selling cat gifs for $60,000 and upwards of million dollars people are selling mm -hmm. tweets for millions of dollars i mean this is something that your brain it's, it's not really possible to wrap your head around it because 
the technology itself is so disruptive that it makes you rethink about what's possible. I mean, if you think about it, why do people buy physical art for that matter? People do buy millions and millions of dollars worth of physical art and they hang it up in their walls in their room. So if the entire world is moving to a digital space, there's no reason as to why these aspects of the real world won't transform into the digital space. So I think NFTs are a very useful and incredible tool for musicians to explore, I think. The, this, is, this, this is one thing I do want to sort of understand because like, say you, you did mention uh, Sandesh that there was a, uh, an aspect of, you know, uh, applying you know, your art as an asset class or whatever, uh, to treat it like an asset class. And of course, that it can be used as collateral for something else. Now, the value of the uh, art or whatever you create, if you were to pit it against something to be used as collateral, how is the value of that assessed? And is it a subjective number or is it a, or is it like, is it that something that is uh, decided upon, uh, you know, on a, on a different basis? I mean, how, what are the criteria for valuing something like that? Okay, it's a very good question. Uh, but Virupu, see, anything like in, in the real world or anywhere, like anything and everything is valued by market. The market decides the price. For example, right. for me, for, for me, I will be valuing Mona Lisa's paint art, artwork. Okay, Mona Lisa artwork. But someone else, like for, let's say for my dad and mom, they wouldn't even consider that as an asset, right? Because they do not even know the, the background story about it, the history about it. Okay, I know it and I value it. So it's similar to anything and everything. Let's say for many people, when, when the gold was there in, on the initial days, okay, people started putting up a value to it, right? Like, okay, the gold should be one rupee or two rupee. So people attached, a, a group of people attached a value because they knew that they had a, they had, they had predicted, okay, this, uh, thing will become big in the future. Let's say even an art like your uh, the mu music, this can be by people people attach value to the artist who created. They predict that okay, this artist will may become big in the future. Okay, so based on that, they are ready to pay like let's say one lakh, two lakh, or one crore. Okay, it's it's more into a, it's more it's more defined by the market. That would be my answer. Right, definitely. Fahad, since you have launched and sold, I think, a couple of uh, your artwork, what do you, what advantages do you see in this world? Like, you've been doing this for almost 20 years now. Uh, see, I see a lot of different ways this is affecting us. Like, you know, like uh, what he spoke about, the asset class thing is really interesting. It's got a nice twist to it also because uh, something recently just happened. There's a group called Pleaser Dow in, uh, I think, based around New York or whatever. They have been picking up a lot of the NFTs. Like, for example, Snowden put up his leak of the NSA yeah, as an NFT. They picked it up. It was like quite a nice bidding war, like, you know, and everything. So they picked mm. up quite a few of these pieces. Pleaser mm. Dow has just got investment from a venture capitalist fund because that fund sees scope for profit in whatever pieces Pleaser Dow is picking up. This was unthinkable, like about, I mean, just imagine jumping back five years and me telling you that a venture capitalist fund is investing into people who are buying digital art pieces online. <laughs> like, you know, and they're doing it not out of some charitable, you know, outlook. They're doing it because they see profit in the pieces these people are picking up. That's one end of the spectrum. On the other end, you've got, say, something like Heket Nung, which is a small, very rudimentary, very baseline uh, art platform right now where you can sell NFTs. It's pretty much monetized the social media. Like instead of liking an image, I just go there and I buy one of their editions for like a dollar or half a dollar or something. Like you know, and I pick up like three, four of them every day. 
where I would simply like hang out on Instagram and I would just like like images here and there. I'm now actually sending like a small token of that dude. I like your work here. Let me pick up one of your editions, you know. And I'm doing that mm. on a daily basis, like you know. And there are tons of people who are doing that, like you know. So between these two ends of the spectrum, there's a lot happening, like you know. And ownership is cool, like what you said. People are buying cat gifs, but it's not just the cat gif. It's the moment in time that cat gif captured, you know, yeah. or your song with the sarod. I'm not just buying a song with the sarod in it. I'm yeah. buying the first song that had a sarod in it, like you know, like yeah. in the metal scene. Absolutely. I'm buying that moment. That's what I'm supporting. So, I think that's a really big thing that's happening around us. Like you know, yeah, no doubt. There is a comment, I think, but I think we've already answered this. Uh, Anurag, uh, I think Sandesh already took this. So yeah, uh, we shall move ahead. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, next, we want to touch on you know how can it change the ecosystem for the artists and the creators. You know, I'll actually like to start with Fahad uh, uh, with with this question, and then go to Sandesh and Vishaka. Uh, at a really small level, it allows us to sell things now. Like you know, I mean, selling a print was fine, but prints are really like funny. Like you know, you can find them at a flea market for like ten bucks. You can find them on a Getty website for like a thousand dollars or whatever it is. Like you know the. Yeah. NFTs are really making it possible for artists to sell things like yeah, you know, and independent of a label or a gallery owner or whatever it is like you know, like I like I managed to monetize my art early enough because I got lucky. But I mean, most of the people around me who are into art haven't don't really monetize their work at all. Like yeah, you know, I mean, just this possibility existing now, I think, is epic. Uh, beyond that, technology, yeah, there's a lot happening. Like you know, like how smart contracts are playing out. Like for example, there's a there's man, there's manifold. Uh, a coder called Richard, who's pretty much coding the all the smart contracts for all the big projects, like for Sotheby's, for the Fibonacci's, for all of them. Like, yeah, you know, he's doing some really interesting stuff. You have the art, the nature of the artwork changes based on your wallet hash. So, if the artwork is with me, maybe the overall palette is based on red. But if I send it to Nishit, because his wallet numbers are different, it will change to maybe a shade of purple or a shade of blue. You know, Ooh. there are a lot of these things happening. Like, yeah, this is step one. Maybe people will start like somebody's created artwork, which erodes over time so mm. you start off with an entire image but every time somebody buys an edition a little bit like you know breaks away so by the time all 100 editions finish off the artwork doesn't exist anymore it's just conceptual but you know people are trying to stretch what can happen like you know so from the commercial aspect to the creative aspect to just how we mesh everything is or even like you know like buying your own avatar like uh, you can have your own 3d avatar which you can jump across platforms with you know that's really cool like yeah like you know so i mean it's mind blowing. Like you have to really get into it to understand that. Oh my God! Like what all is happening? Like you know. But like get into it. It's really fun. Like I would recommend yeah. that to like everybody. True. Vishaka, would you like to add something to this? How does it change the ecosystem for the artists and creators? Um, as I mentioned before, I think it just completely empowers everybody, uh, especially the artists and the creators. Um, you know, with the pandemic, we've seen that the regular jobs, the stable jobs have no longer been stable, right? They've proven to not be stable. We are in unprecedented times. And artists, creators for decades have had it tough, right? Even in terms of, I mean, I'm sure, I don't know how many of you are engineers or architects who've now become musicians or something like that. Anybody? Okay, yeah. there we are, right? So, uh, so, you know, it's always been a tough decision trying to convince families and then doing this and then going through those imposter syndromes and still being at it. Now the pandemic has proven that 
the usual stable jobs do not really provide stability you know you and you are in a, in a, you are living in the passion economy where you can actually make monies without actually being dependent on others i mean 80% of the future population the next gen has said that they want to be youtubers and influencers so uh, i think with nfts and and as we evolve further uh, more and po more power will be in the hands of the creators and again great way for collectors as well i mean look at father also he's become a collector now yeah nfts this is the second trend that we are watching that creators have become collectors we've also become smart apart from being creative we know the value of our art and of assets and we respect others work and we are building ourselves across the chain from creators to collectors to secondary market sales uh yeah i think it's a great progression and people are looking at uh, looking at it as this new investment class as well yeah okay. like e even the kidate uh, devolved there was a very big release two days back this uh, british artist called kidate released uh, 50 new pieces from his set like you know a lot of the pieces have been picked up by other artists like you know people like you know so it's really nice to see this happening like yeah like you know so it's it's a lot of fun right but now uh, we are also uh, talk we are obviously talking a lot about the music space right because uh, uh, visual art has i think right now there's a lot of visual art in the nft space uh, in terms of music and how artists can get creative with obviously artists are creative in nature so i'm sure they'll come up with some crazy ideas on their own and i've seen some art some musicians who released an album as an nft and then there were layers of uh thing yeah. attached to it you know like you can get all access to their gigs or a backstage pass you know so, so many different things that you can do uh as someone who buys your piece of nft and then there are different things to it i so, think it will force artists to kind of you know when i think of stuff that they could release as nft i think yeah. for example traditionally what what does an album release cycle look like you write the album you mix and master the album you probably release a single a video uh, maybe two or three more singles and you then then you release the album but imagine if you do something in the nft space also as part of a single or whatever maybe you do the first uh, first riff of your album as an nft that that's not going to be on the album it could be a unique thing there could be so many opportunities you know i mean uh, if i speak uh, about me personally Uh, last year when the pandemic happened and everything and everything shut down so i was out of work and i was in the house all the time so and i got a lot of time to spend time playing guitar and i was playing guitar all day and back in september i did uh, this thing called for the 30 days of september i did one song a day basically i i wrote a one minute song every day and i put it up on instagram it basically like a song like song idea now i didn't know about nfts back then but imagine if that 30 because that 30 song in 30 days idea is kind of unique so if i could package that as an nft collection and i could have sold it so it, if i i now i don't know if i if anyone would have bought it but at least now i have the opportunity to think of something like this so i think moving forward that's what it will force the artists to think about different stuff in in, in more innovative ways it's funny i've done the same thing for 4 years as well like you know writing <laughs> a song a day for 30 days like one minute ideas and you're absolutely right in terms of that uh one question i do have is those like i've also witnessed it from a musical perspective or even from the physical or even from the artist you know visual arts perspective that sometimes with an nft uh there's also sometimes a transfer of some something physical that goes with it 
so in in what like say for example like sometimes if somebody buys an nft of a song or, or an album or something the artist also sometimes looks at it as an opportunity to like you said there was layers to the content so um, but like a, a layer that translates into some in a physical form for example like this nft includes a tape of this song or something like a cassette tape or some unique thing and they ship it with the nft so you have a physical medium of it being present so would you think that um, from an aspect from an artist perspective from any creator's perspective but uh, supplementing your nft with a physical medium as well um, adds benefit to the person buying the product is that something that also transfers the moment you keep selling it on or is it only on the first time or something how do you how are these things that can be applied uh sandesh you want to take this no wish i can go yeah so uh dhruv again you know as creative as as you can get all right so uh two aspects here one is the the surprised uh, uh you know aspect that you can probably give to your collector you know so um you can actually sell the nft once the nft purchase is done you know it's like surprising that you can give i'm also giving this add on along with this uh you can have various combinations you can also say nft plus the physical uh, copy of this uh it could also be a utility token tomorrow you know when you get back to your gigs you know so whoever bought the first nft uh, gets access to my uh, premium access uh, pass something like that so a couple of combinations that you can do uh creativity is the key here you know as creative as you can get for sure okay i think bahut want to answer something yeah ियर बट या एडिंग मोर थिंग्स एक्सेस और ये वो इज डेफिनेटलीफ्टीट I would advise it would help if you actually put a visual as well. Um, it just it's just good, uh, you know, because it's a visual, right? So uh, let's try and engage as you know all your senses as possible, and it just helps. It looks more pretty and soothing to the ears as well and to the eyes. Yeah, we do live in a visual yeah. world, and it works both ways. Like as an artist, I really want music in my pieces. Like you know, it just changes the experience. So I think we need more collabs in the NFT. Collaboration, exactly. that is yeah, what people will like you know want to see absolutely it's all experimentation right people are putting out uh, see uh, also again it depends on the market like what market wants actually if there is a pretty good uh, uh, one second Oops. okay there is a background noise okay. people can go on mute or is it my hot mic yeah now it's gone yeah yeah so the thing is uh, uh see if if there is a pretty good branding on top of uh, already if the if, if the artist already has a branding right so it doesn't sometimes it doesn't matter the visual doesn't matter sometimes 
things it wants uh, some some collectors want visual as well so it's all about artists coming on to the platform and they are experimenting different uh, variety of uh, nfts and then uh, some, it it works for some people it doesn't work for many of them something like that right and also from i think from the collector perspective you know uh, when a collector is buying an nft uh, from from we've had like we uh, we launched our platform on the 1st and from in the last 3 to 4 weeks we've seen that one of the major driving uh, force behind them purchasing an nft was the emotional connect you know and that usually comes from the, as as far as said the experience of of seeing that nft the audio visual part of it the story behind this uh, that the artist uh, that the artist has written and even the story of the artist himself or herself you know that also makes a lot of difference definitely okay so uh moving on uh want to ask like what are our views on ip uh uh vishaka would you like to take this or sandesh would you like to take this so you know the space is still evolving and yeah. as we evolve further more it will become clearer for us in terms of defining everything on a piece of paper but for now moving forward as i said um, remember nfts are a new stream of revenue new rights that can that can be added to your uh, contracts with uh, you know with music labels etc that's one two is if you are putting up an nft out there just ensure that you complete copyright of what you are putting out there and you prove the ownership of uh, the the music that you're putting out there and one way to do that is also create videos of when you're actually making the, uh, comp- composing the music you know that helps in uh, proving that you're the owner um and uh, yeah as of now it's just that as long as you can prove the ownership of it you're good to go you're good to go right yeah and like you said it's uh, early and i think there's so many new developments happening with, uh, including from the tech and from the creative side so uh, i'm sure a lot of interesting things are going to come out of this already we are seeing so much you know stuff and it's so exciting i think as a rule we should follow offline ip rules for everything to do with nfts for now because nfts don't have a legal system built around them we don't have precedents we don't have any of this so to play it safe just follow offline ip rules for everything i would right and there is another comment uh, which says which has something to do with rights uh, if someone buys an nft do they have any further rights to the product Dep- and they Dep- go ahead and further monetize depends it upon the artist and what they're providing for example the bay area apes give you the right to take whatever you've bought and commercialize it you can print it on a t-shirt you can do whatever you want with it but i'm not sure all artists will be cool with me buying one of their nfts making a t-shirt out of it and selling it so it depends upon the artist and what rights you are handing over like you know so the right. nft itself does not guarantee you rights it's ownership right. so of the rights that i'm giving you like, yeah. so that is what is defined in uh, what we call the smart contract right the entire set of rules that both parties decide on yeah so some of it will be digital like say royalty transfer and you know things like that but some of it is also offline like you know it's, it's not something you can define electronically so so when you so when you do this as a for a, for a musician uh, when they put up their work on the platform uh, there will be some guidelines that they can fill up and put up as a thing right as a text or a description like these yeah, are my this is what i'm offering yeah. this is what you know the rights are basically as, be as descriptive as possible does that make sense or yeah. is there an underlying behind 
contract that is going on no i think explicitly state everything in the description that is the way to i, I mean sandesh would probably know but yeah i think i would say explicitly state what rights you are handing over at least at this point in time like yeah yeah for this right okay cool all right so okay now we come to uh, the question where we have two of our experts from the wazirx nft and i think a lot of my friends from the music world have been asking me how to get on board uh, what is gas fees it's so expensive to get on board does it even make any sense you know so many questions so uh, i want uh, both of you to just uh, maybe ex- tell us how artists can get on board and why should they you know how is wazirx nft platform different from the others you know Ambesh, can you take this, please? Especially the gas fee part. I think even you know it, Vishaka. You know gas fee. Yeah, I think you can take this up because you explain better. Okay, <laughs> well, very simple. Uh, the gas fee globally, you know, you have a lot of other platforms, uh, and internationally, you know, when uh, Indian artists were going and uploading their or dropping their NFTs, uh, the gas fee is very high on the the Ethereum uh, blockchain, and on the Ethereum. Vishaka, sorry to interrupt. I think it's better to explain from the beginning, like how do we do the upload, and then we talk about the gas fee. Okay, Just... I'm going to take care of that. You get to the gas fee and all the technical part of it. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. So basically, uh, if an artist or a creator wants to drop their NFTs, first they have to come to nft.vazirx.org. Okay. That's where we are. nft.vazirx.org. and then on the platform on the right hand side that you see a, a button that says connect and you can click on connect and then click on create and an application form pops up you have to fill that application form and uh, once we receive it we take 2 to 4 weeks to revert back uh, and we make our selections uh, we are not onboarding everybody on the wazirx platform at this point of time simply because a we are in beta and b we are trying to get um, credible authentic um original creators on board first because nfts have become such a huge rage right now that everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon without realizing that there are real creators out there who have been doing it you know when they were hungry when they were starving and they were at it day in day out creating music and that's one of the reasons uh, and people are very serious about it it's not one of those quick buck uh, making things i'm sure you somebody who wants to do that will actually find a collector for that as well but as you that was it we are very very clear about the kind of content that we want uh so very credible uh, creators uh, uh, is what we are looking at now um once you uh, and if you want to become a collector then you simply just come and uh, for collectors there's no white listing that is to be done they just come and collect any of the artwork that they want to uh, collect now why should you come to nftwazirx.org and not go to other platforms simply because you know you've heard of these gas fees being exorbitantly high right on our platform we are on the binance chain and that's one of the reasons our gas fee is as low as 1 dollar which is 70 rupees which gives a creator so much freedom to drop as many nfts as they can possibly can sandesh do you want to take it from here yeah sure so you you clarified many things so i don't do it up. uh it's see uh, nfts it sounds very complicated because people have created so much buzz about it but what we have done as a platform is that we ensure that 
and uploading or converting your artwork into nfts as simple as uploading an image or a video onto youtube so you come to your, come to a platform you need to have something called as metamask wallet so what is a metamask wallet metamask wallet is as same as your bank account okay bank has a number right and it gives a password so similarly you will have a metamask wallet so metamask wallet is a bank account for your for your cryptocurrency okay so you need to have a metamask account okay and you need to install a plugin called as metamask onto your chrome and these are all the tutorials we have created uh, the explainers on our website uh, what i'll do is right after this uh, session and i can i can send you guys the tutorial so that you guys can put it up as a comment so that people can view it yeah. so the users needs to have a uh, the metamask wallet and you just have to come and connect okay and uploading as i said uploading is as easy as uploading a video onto instagram okay and now what is a gas fee everyone are talking about gas fee gas fee is transaction okay so when people say blockchain okay blockchain the bigger name it's just a term it is just a ledger when i say ledger it's just an excel sheet you guys know excel sheet right so blockchain is just an excel sheet rather than it's getting stored on on one big google server what is happening is that let's say we four we six of us here we connect our laptop and we form a network right so similarly we are sharing our laptop and all the six laptops will be having that excel sheet that's it that's what the uh, uh, blockchain is okay so on this particular blockchain if i have to add an entry like sandesh sent vishaka one cryptocurrency if i have to add an entry there is a transaction fee okay that's called gas fee okay so whenever you you create an nft this this transaction gets added on to the blockchain right the excel sheet okay so you have to pay a small gas fee and this gas fee is not for us it's for the people who maintain the blockchain okay so they get that gas fee these are called they are called miners you must have heard uh, mining and all miners these are the people who get it okay so we are currently on binance smart chain which is a blockchain okay which is uh, almost similar to ethereum okay why we chose binance smart chain i'll come back to that later so on binance smart chain the gas fee is as low as $1 which is like 70 rupees okay and we as a platform do not even charge anything for you for listing your nft okay so listing an nft is is free on our flat platform we charge only 5% okay the other platforms and all charge 15% 10% we charge hardly 5% on the sale whenever you make a sale then only we charge until then we give you all the publicity all creators collectors will come and view their nfts on our platform all those things are handled by us okay so this is about gas fee and also our platform fee and how to upload your nft on our platform if i did i was i clear yeah wow what is that heavy noise come on mike Didn't. yeah better now i think still there but yeah so yeah uh, yeah i think it's uh, quite clear to me does any uh, any other any one of you all have any questions regarding this because it does get a little complicated one more one more just to add on uh, yeah. because this is i think if someone from crypto community is watching this why we chose finance uh, smart chain over ethereum uh, network because all the crypto communities are more inclined towards ethereum network ethereum blockchain 
because that's history obviously but the thing is that on ethereum blockchain if you have to mint an nft it would cost you around 7000 inr okay which is like 100 100 dollars so for a market like asia uh 7000 to to create an nft for 7000 rupees and on top of that the person who buys it the collector even he has to pay 7000 because it's again a transaction that's a uh -huh. gas fee so gas fee is, gas fee is not only for creators gas fee is for collectors as well right. okay so so the even the collectors are a little wary about uh, uh, coming and collecting an nft when the gas fee is so high okay so that was the first reason we moved on to binance smart chain first thing and second thing is that nfts can be transferred from binance smart chain to ethereum okay so let's do all the transactions here and in the future we will be able to move it from binance smart chain to ethereum blockchain if the creators if the collectors wants it is this already so, happening or is this something which you are planning to implement or uh, the, it's happening from ethereum to binance right but like so say, uh, yeah. Can I can I connect my NFTs on the Binance chain to say Showtime, which is on Ethereum? I don't think that is in place yet. Is it? So it's place. It's currently see there is a startup called a Spi Network. They have they have built this particular bridge. It's called Bridge. Right. Okay. So bridge is from Ethereum to uh, Binance Smart Chain right now. Okay. Okay. So what they're working on is they're working out to reverse it right. The reverse that. So okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah that would exactly. be nice if that comes in. Yeah. See, it's yeah exactly for you are you you know you know crypto crypto stuff right like see even the bitcoin is currently available on ethereum right actually the bitcoin is it's available a, yeah on, right yeah, yeah, exactly. Than you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly the similar technology will, will be coming in it's more okay. of a bridge yeah as an artist i would definitely say if you're starting off right now forget about the ethereum chain get on to wazirx especially if you're from india like i mean the way the platform is designed the way it's been done everything it really makes entry into the scene really simple. Like yeah, if your first step is trying to sort everything and get onto like one of the Ethereum, yeah, it'll be quite a hassle for you. It'll take you some time to get your way around it. But like like these guys have really made it simple. Like your entry barrier is just disappeared. Like yeah. So yeah, Shushmit yeah. does have something nice to say about that. I do appreciate the genuine respect and consideration you guys at Vazirx have for creators, apart from the technical infrastructure that makes a huge difference. Thank yeah, you man. So Thank you so much. They, they listen to us and everything. Like you know, like every every creator I know on Vazirx is really happy with the team. Like you know, like uh, the few of them they're really responsive. They're nice. Like it's good to be on this thing. Like, Thank you. Thank you so much, Bad. Uh, so when when our artists join, uh, uh, they need to have some cryptocurrency in their wallet, right? That's the, right. the first step. Right. right? Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, that. Pa, thing, now please please okay so I'll, just add that like, little bit what i did like yeah so you need hmm. metamask uh, yeah. i i looked at different ways to give, you need something called bnb coin which is binance it's a very big international exchange you need their currency to be able to mint on their ea it's not very expensive you basically have to go to binance.com and uh, you can buy bnb coins out there of p2p so which means you basically go search find somebody who's ready to sell you enter how much you want to sell and you send the money to them through GPA or something like that or UPI or whatever it is and they will transfer it to you. And then once you've got that BNB, you simply transfer it to your MetaMask. And then it's once it's in a MetaMask, you can do whatever you want with it on any website. Like, yeah, you know, so this I have found to be the simplest way right now to get this done. There are other people who are offering services where you can buy straight from your card and all, but it doesn't always work. There are like, you know, so this is pretty stress free and it works pretty much all the time. Like, yeah.
Mm. Because I yeah. remember when we minted the our song as an NFT, we did it on a platform called OpenSea, which was dealing with the Ethereum blockchain. And I think it took us around six thousand rupees just to mint the NFT. Yeah, yeah man. It's, yeah, and gas fees fluctuate, so some days yeah. you're paying out on the value of Ethereum. Yeah. On the day. yeah. So Nishita, mm. we have the video for this as well, how to load crypto onto the MetaMask wallet. So it's a, okay. a package of uh, uh, tutorials we have created. I'll share it with you right after this. Uh, Perfect. Session. Perfect. That'll really help. That'll really help. Uh, Vinay, he's also a musician. He has another question. Have you seen any Syrian NFT collectors coming in even though you're still in beta? Yes. Yeah. So um, just to give you, a, again, to help you understand, we are in beta and that's one of the reasons we've limited the uh, inflow of creators at this point of time and our creators are divided into two sections. One are our spotlight, uh, spotlight artists uh, who we handpick. Uh, so this month in, for the first two weeks we had 14 spotlight artists and now again we've just launched nine more spotlight artists and we've, we've begun with only the artist art category at this point of time. Mm -hmm. And on the 1st of July is when we introduced the music category launch on the Vazirx NFT marketplace. Now that means, and in the discover section, we have about now about 150 discover artists. This is out of the 15,000 applications that we've received and we're still going through these applications to shortlist uh, you know, uh, credible artists to join the space. Now, so out of these total say 160 artists, we have about 27 collectors on the platform. And uh, even though we are in beta, um, we have collectors who are from outside of India who completely just, just immediately buy the entire collections of some of our artists the moment they drop. And that they do it not just on our platform, then after buying from our platform, they start following these artists uh, on other platforms, you know, and whenever they're dropping their NFTs on those platforms, they completely buy them out as well. So uh, we're very happy that even though we've been very creative focused this month, uh, the right kind of collectors are also finding their way into the NFT, uh, into the Vazirx NFT marketplace. Right. That's that's really just nice. To, to, yeah, yeah. Nishit, just to add on, yeah, uh, we are currently on review mode, but we want to move out of it. We are getting so much uh, uh, negative comments, messages on the community uh, mm. that we are being, uh, we call ourselves as a decentralized platform and we do not, uh, we, we are doing the I said we're supposed to be decentralized, but we're supposedly doing gatekeeping. Is the, yeah, is the, that's, yeah, we that's the term what we are getting. But see, the people have to understand that we are we are currently on an Asian market, and Asian markets usually need a tweak. Let's say as simple as when Flipkart launched. Okay, uh, you can see the cash on delivery only on Flipkart. You don't find it anywhere else else in the around the world. Okay, the cash on delivery is only for India. And after that, the Amazon picked it up and they bought it. And after that, Flipkart had a success. Okay. So things that work in Western culture may not work here, many of them. And you have to do so many experimentation to understand the audience, understand the uh, creators, collectors, mindset, all those things you need to do. So currently what we are doing is we don't want, and everyone, and NFTs are a, such a huge buzzword currently. And anyone and everyone wants to come and mint an NFT. Okay. So currently what we are doing is we are doing an experimentation and that's the major reason we have put it up as a beta. And what we are working on is we are coming up with a community-led invite option where we are giving the power to the community to invite the right artists. Okay. And we do not want, and you know, like we have so many, like we have so many artists in our, in, in the, in the country 
and every if everyone comes and collects uh, creates an nft there has to be a one is to one ratio for the collectors as well it can be even 0.5 or 0.5 is to one ratio so even that particular thing we are trying to sort it out so once we sort that out we definitely want to move out we do not want to be the gatekeeper at all for the platform and that's what our vision is Mm. Absolutely, you know, because what happens is even if you see, you know, everything that we put on the platform is content, and not to forget the OTT guidelines that have come in, you know, the content guidelines that have come in, they can be very well applicable on the platform as well. So how do we stop somebody from putting a personal, private, uh, birthday party video for sale, or even a private romantic video for sale, right? So yeah. those are things that we really, really have to watch out for, and because we're in beta, we have a limited bandwidth. We need to get this right, and hence. You know, uh, we're taking in, taking in smaller batches of people and then launching category wise to get this right. Yeah, yeah, it totally makes sense. I think it, it totally makes sense. Great. I mean, I think uh, we pretty much covered the main essence and the topic. Uh, I want to now basically open the room for just to have a quick discussion. Any lingering thoughts you all have, artists versus with uh, with our uh, Wazirx team. Anything that you have in mind, uh, and if someone from the audience wants to ask something, just we'll quickly take a few points and discussions, and then we'll wrap up. I think we have covered a lot, and after that, if you have more questions, we will be sharing the videos in our links. And also, if you want to connect with me directly, I would be happy to point you in the right direction. So yeah, various ways. Fahad is here. Uh, we can, uh, you know, we are totally open to that. But uh, right now, yeah, Dhruv, if you have any thoughts, like after listening to everything in the last one hour, if you have anything so, in mind. Uh, so Nishit, so Nishit basically asked me to come on this chat, saying, "Why don't you be a part of this?" And I, to be honest, see, I, I, I love, I love all things technology. So like, I, I read up a lot about all this, you know, from cryptocurrency to understanding what the hell a blockchain is, because just understanding that much is just like a, it's a pain in the butt. So, just to kind of get this whole thing and then also understanding the aspect of monetizing your music in different ways um i think this pandemic in any case like uh, so apologies if i come across a little like maybe uh, maybe shorthanded in terms of information in terms of like you know the function of an nft or like you know the uh, future of it or anything of the sort like for me like i've never really made one so um and i've always been kind of over the lockdown seeing artists like lordy uh, kings of leon um grimes all these um all these artists kind of uh you know like kind of uh, making nfts and ways to sort of help fund their future creations as well um it's something that i've been very keen on and so i i'd heard about the nft platform that vasirex had been making like months ago but um you know it's and it's somewhere where i've just constantly been trying to think about everything that because more and more in terms of making the music and everything the rights market for it is so complex there's just so many dimensions to it so you know from <clears throat> uh, wondering how your song can get synced into a movie or how it can be used in an application to then now this whole thing as a token you know uh you know because like when you explain token to somebody it's like oh poker chip you just flip flip it heads or tails you know that kind of thing but like <laughs> now how do you how do you translate that into like you know a piece of art that you could trans transfer over to somebody else and like literally sitting down right now i i thought of an idea of something that i could do later on like you know in the year or something as a musician and somewhere i could feel like i can make better creations in the future so i just want to say thank 
you i i don't really have any other questions or anything i'm just really uh, thank you so much for explaining creating i mean all of you guys so um, i really appreciate it awesome yeah i think for 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 me also it's been i mean the exciting bit was learning you know and just having this conversation like i am also on that level where i'm just absorbing things uh, you know i have uh, i have been delving into crypto and all that but uh, so this session definitely is an eye opener in that sense you know it just have pe- real people talk about it and e- explain it as opposed to just finding out from the you know people i don't know you know so arindam you want to say something yeah i just uh, basically have a closing thought about like lot of musicians from the indian music scene had reached out to me asking how to maintain nft and all this and from their tone of questions the the thing that struck to me that a lot of people were thinking of this as a quick money making avenue or something so i really want to stress the fact that this needs a lot of hustle you listen to all these stories about art getting sold for millions of dollars and you think that you'll probably going to the next one but it's not going to happen i mean if i make a piece of music today and i sell it tomorrow that's not going to be the same as if linkin parks mike shinoda made a piece of music and sold it like he made a, a 30 seconder and he sold for 30000 now i am not saying that this may not happen to anyone else but you have to understand that they have a lot of fan base for that to happen i mean uh, there was this uh, news from uh, this uh, famous musician from south india right kabir wasuki yeah. who sold his uh, old phone demo for 50 ethers which was around 1.5 crore at the time Right. but what people don't realize is that the person who bought that particular piece of art was a huge fan of him growing up but that's what that's now that's a coincidence that he's he's a crypto billionaire and he could afford to do that but if people start thinking that without uh, like you know necessarily building up a fan base they are going to sell their nfts for like lots of money that's probably not going to happen yeah. so i think uh, the audience has to become a fan first for all these things to you know start happening in a big way so that's something i want people out there to understand who want to get into nfts absolutely very well said actually arindam you know because uh, i keep telling people there is this rage oh my god people sold his artwork for you know 69 million are bhai what happened before that 69 million yeah, before exactly do this every day it's 10 right? years so i put in the effort and that's what we are looking at you know when we get applications we go through the person's profile we go through their instagram pages see how old their instagram is have they been putting out artwork for the last 6 7 years consistently or is it a, a page that has just been created in may 2021 with a yellow page that is now being treated as an nft you know mm-hmm. so that is what you have to remember that this is not a quick buck making machine and in fact somebody actually said uh, sandeep sharma if you remember somebody questioned us that uh, one of those uh, big crypto exchange uh, uh, founders actually said that in the next decade or so 80 to 90% of nfts would be of no value and i'll tell you why he is right because 80 to 90% of useless nfts or quick fast making uh, making fast money making solutions will be will be weeded out of the system and the 10% that will remain will be the credible people who would have persisted along and their nfts worth would be far greater than the 100 if you look at the 100% nft marketplace you know that we're looking at now. so uh, maybe sorry to add to that thought shaka maybe th- then this is my question then uh, would the consistent releasing of nfts 
progressively increase the value of say nfts you've released in the past as well if they get sold on further and further or you know if they find different monetizable values or something like that so is it is it also a good practice to keep making and minting nfts so that like you would do for an instagram post for example to increase your absolutely you did absolutely correctly when what do you do on instagram you constantly populated with your work right and then then the algorithm you know uh, recognizes that you're a, a regular creator and you start getting more likes and your profile builds up that's exactly the same right. rule that you have to apply in the nft marketplace create constantly be consistent and remember nfts are digital assets so the virality on on the digital space in the social media space plays a huge part to the worth or to how the nfts are perceived in terms of value um that's very okay. interesting as well i did have one more question and forgot it <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay, this is this is the thing i wanted to ask because i think like it, i i think I, this is just solely music related because i think this is a trend that i have been experiencing as a music maker and as somebody who releases the music almost like you know uh, every year or you know in some way shape or form um now understanding that there's a greater trend towards listening to music as singles or like you know like where the trend of listening to music as a larger collective project like an album or anything of the sort that the you know um the act of listening to music or consuming it has changed so much over the last uh few years uh you know seeing like a spotify or an apple music put out like say people release singles because that's easier to consume than say listening to 14 songs of an album or anything of the sort have you seen similar trends like that in the maybe uh, uh in your observations in the markets for nfts for music for example are they mostly oriented to just having the experience on one song on multiple songs uh do do you see musicians creating more experiences rather than just like you know uh, a way by which they can focus on you know maybe giving tidbits of information that's a very interesting question dhruv i wish i could elaborate more on this but we are launching the music category on the 1st of july so i'll be able to answer your questions better maybe by the 30th of july <laughs> but i yeah. hope to be a part of it too so thank you sure yeah far do you want to Have, have do you have any closing comments come on this was quite good i mean it was a really nice uh, yeah one thing i do want to add to what arindam said sometime back like you know this is not a money making scheme yes but on the flip side of that just because you put up an nft and it doesn't sell that doesn't qualify your worth as an artist or the worth of your work this is an entirely different game like you know i got lucky and i found a couple of collectors very early on in my first week who were like i want to buy this but like yeah like you know there are amazing artists on the platform who haven't sold yet like yeah or on foundation or wherever it is like yeah like you know so like be careful don't use like don't judge your work based on whether you sell an nft or not it's a totally different game like yeah you know your work is still valuable very well said man that's a great great thought yeah so vishaka and sande do you have any closing comments do you want to say something uh to our people Let's NFT. That's it. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, even I think I mean you know for for me personally also like uh, uh, for this side of the country like the east you know we've been working a lot to do different kinds of music scenes this side and it's, it is harder to be honest when you do things this side. So when this opportunity came that we could talk about NFTs and things uh, and 
open up the, this door to our audience this side it was exciting because i thought we we can have uh, musicians and artists from this side of the region i mean even though it's on the internet but we do cater to a lot of people this side it, uh, it's exciting for me that i will this video will reach out to them and then we can have a one to one conversation and i just want to say jump into it i mean artists who've been really working uh, hard on their craft try it out you know give it get creative try different things it some things will work some things will not work it some new doors will open you know it's like it's like how you get into different uh, things so uh, definitely give it a shot and if you guys have any questions any uh, thing i'll be happy to share as much as i can but obviously i have friends now who can share more knowledge so i will definitely connect you to the right people but i would just like to add that please i mean all to all the artists uh, please definitely explore this world because it is super exciting and it just adds another layer to your creativity nishit uh, come to think of it you could make yeah. this episode as an nft if you want absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah this very well said but yes just to remember the file size is 100 mb for yeah. <laughs> 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 yes, that's also that's i'm just pitching in vishaka that's also one of our benefits uh, that's a benefit we as a platform provide because uh, major platforms out there they provide hardly 40 mb or 50 mb file size limit mm. so we give the creators uh, 100 mb file size limit Okay, okay. I have a small question, like not to delay things again, but no, no. Uh, is my file also stored on the blockchain, or is just the token stored on the blockchain? Uh, it's a very mm, good question. Very I've written, I've written a, I've written a very uh, like four, like I've written a tweet thread about it. How does your okay? Uh, I'll look it up. NFTs get stored, but on simple terms, what I, I just want to add on to it because you guys need to know about it. see uh, when whenever as a collector as a, as a creator the first thing you need to make sure that whenever you are uploading an nft okay uh, it has to be you need to go and see where exactly they are storing it okay so there is something called as ipfs ipfs is inter 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 uh, interplanetary file system okay so that's again a decentralized file storage system so the why we are storing it on a decentralized file storage system because if you store it on a google cloud or an amazon cloud what will happen if the company which is using that particular cloud server gets vanished right so your nft is gone because you sold it and someone else has bought it and uh, once that url is gone your file is vanished right so to make sure that the file is safe for the lifetime like lifelong like infinite time make make sure that the file has been uploaded on ipfs okay and we we provide that and we have written a long twitter thread about it how does it store and we store it on ipfs and the url what you get right out of it it gets stored on the blockchain cool thanks man that how, was, mm. how that do we get to good. interplanetary this cuz this is just like <laughs> we have we have ethereum nodes on on mars like yeah, like, like we're already interplanetary <laughs> we need another episode oh, for that man. i think <laughs> to discuss the metaverse and all those things But yeah, yeah thank, you so thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> But thank you so much. Thank you all of you for you know sharing knowledge. This has been so insightful. Uh, thank you, Sandesh, for sorry for waking you up at eight thirty in the morning. But uh, I think this really helped us uh, with all the knowledge. Thank you, Vishakha. Thank you, Fahad. Keep making amazing artwork. Uh, thank you, Arindam. I would love to see more of your work on the platform. 
Dhruv, man, I am coming onto your Discord and we'll have a chat on this session and we'll discuss more. Thank you so much for, for sharing all the knowledge and I hope to see you guys pretty soon. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, we will we do this uh, every Sunday where we talk about different things. So yeah, hope to see you all next Sunday for a different topic, different discussion. Till then, stay safe, stay tuned and peace out. <laughs> Thank you so much. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.